Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. What's up, City Life? This is an amazing day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Who you're going to hear from today carries a heartbeat to love the one so deeply. Ownership for his city has been an encourager and coach to people all across the world and specifically myself, helping lead and shape the philosophies and methodology here at City Life that has helped love Lansing incredibly. I'm talking about the one and only Pastor Tommy Colonin, AKA Urban D, legendary visionary, pace setter, author, amazing husband and father, and will be sharing a message with us today called Love Your City. What God's using him to do in Tampa is nothing short than legendary. The way he's building relationships between the high-end officials in the city and development that's taking place, technology that's coming in, renovating a old Toys R Us building in an area that was forgotten about, that was known as Suitcase City because the prostitution was so high there, bringing people from all walks of life together. And I am honored, he said yes, to preach during this season with us having Love the City Week right around the corner. So I'm gonna get out of the way. Come on, will you give it up for Pastor Tommy, get to your feet, wherever you're at, a big city life warm introduction for Pastor Tommy, Love Your City. What's up City Life family? I miss you guys. I was really looking forward to coming to Michigan this summer and even bringing my family. I was also looking forward to seeing some of you guys at Flavor Fest in October. But all that's postponed right now because Auntie Rona came to town. But listen, we're going to see each other again. But for right now, at least I can rock with you guys virtually. And listen, I regularly think about you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I'm in regular communication with Pastor Jerome. And as one of the spiritual overseers of the church, let me tell you guys, I'm proud of you. I know this year has been super tough for all of us. But you guys have risen to the occasion. City life is crushing it. You guys are still loving your city and letting your light shine for Jesus during this crazy season. And so listen, our neighbors, they need to hear the gospel. And they need to see the gospel lived out now more than ever. They need hope. And you guys are some hope pushers. And so listen, I regularly brag about you guys. There's so many other leaders and influencers out there. I tell them the city life story, the special stuff that God is doing through you guys. So let me remind you. You're part of something incredibly special. And I've been watching online, and you guys have so much talent and so much heart for God. And so today, I'm going to share a little bit about loving our city and loving our neighbors. So last year when I came, I set up my message with a spoken word. And since I saw you last, I actually shot a music video for it. So it's actually Mr. Rogers' style. Check this out. You be my neighbor.
basket. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Will you be my neighbor? But wait, there's some conditions. You have to line up with my neighbor rendition. See, you have to line up with my position on the border wall, immigration and prison reform. See, neighbor, you don't have to look like me, but you have to conform and assimilate to what I think is the norm. And if not, I'll unfriend you, I'll block you, I'll drop you. Behind your back, you can be sure that I'll mock you. And if you do line up with my ideas, well, great, but wait. I need to check your papers, your credit score, and by the way, are you straight? Because honestly, I hate people that are different than me. I don't even talk to half the people in my family tree because they don't know how to be a good neighbor like me. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of people that flow like that. They say they want to be your neighbor, but only if you think like them, vote like them, if you're unwoke like them. But the reality is, we're all under construction. We need God's help to build with our neighbors. But what did Jesus really mean when he said we must love our neighbor as we love ourselves? Well, most people don't really know because their Bible's collecting dust up on the shelf. Well, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus answers the question. He was asked, who is my neighbor? There's a powerful lesson. His culture, like ours, was full of discrimination. People also decided who was their neighbor by process of elimination. So he told this parable of this Samaritan that was despised and how two religious leaders walked by and basically compromised. He revised this Samaritan's title to good because he stopped and helped this beat up Jew like a true neighbor would. Even though their people had beef. And if that Jew wasn't hurt, he might have actually given that Samaritan grief. So we can learn that no matter their lifestyle, politics, or skin color, we can show our neighbor the love of Christ as a sister or a brother. So let's love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hey neighbor, we have problems. I know some of you guys are watching this with some family or friends, maybe even having a watch party. If you are, look at the person next to you and tell them, you have problems. Now hold up, don't get arrogant. Now also tell them, so do I. We all have problems, don't we? So if you're taking notes today, I encourage you, pull something out, write this down. One of our biggest problems is our resources. They could be a blessing or they could be a burden. Now, I could go in a whole bunch of different directions with a statement like that, but let's go directly to God's word. We're gonna tackle it that way. We're gonna put the spotlight on one of our biggest problems. So 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19, we're gonna look at that. And Paul's having a conversation with his spiritual son, Timothy. And he's given some, him some instructions on how to live his life and how to lead other people and run his ministry. And look at what he says starting in verse 17. 
He says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all that we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good, and they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, and always be ready to share with others. By doing this, they'll be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So when most of us, when we read a passage like this, we can say, yeah, Timothy, teach those rich people. They need to share more. They need to do good things with their resources, right? Hashtag rich people problems. We read that and we think about those people. This surely it isn't me. I mean, Pastor T, I'm just, I'm just trying to get by. Listen, 2020 has been rough. I get it, the struggle is real. And even though you may be struggling in some ways right now, if you're watching this on a screen today, which you are, guess what? You're rich. Yes, verses like this, they talk about you because you are filthy rich. And I know some of you right now are saying, I see what you're doing, pastor. Uh, we're spiritually rich because we have Jesus, right? No, I'm talking about, not, not about a relationship with God, I'm, I'm talking about physical cash money. Well, wait a minute, we don't use cash much right now, but uh, debit card, money, and possessions, right? <laughs> nah, we're all rich. We're very rich. I know most of us don't feel like it, though, do we? But on a global scale, 7 billion plus people on this planet, we're very rich. You have a roof over your head. You have electricity. You have running water. A lot of you guys have air conditioning. Well, summer's only like seven days up there. It's not like Florida. You got a fridge that has some food in it. Most of you guys have a car. You got to pick out what you were going to wear today, even though there's not really many places to go. But, but listen, all those things are like luxury for most of the planet, but many times we don't think about it because that's our only point of reference. And we look at other people around us, and you can always find somebody else that has something that you don't because now we got, we got one of these, right? And we can see the awesome stuff that everybody has on IG and Facebook. And, and so, you know, we can get so spoiled because we can do everything from our phone, right? We can order a ride. We can order a meal, a movie ticket. Well, we don't have movie tickets right now. Um, a kitchen sink, right? And most people in the world, they don't have those kind of luxuries. So there's this website called How Rich Am I? And I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but you know it's difficult to measure between the cost of living and different currencies around the world. But it can give us a pretty good idea about our wealth. And if you put your income amount in there, it ranks where you are on the global scale of wealth. So if you type in Lansing, Michigan in the United States and say my household income for four people is at the poverty level of $26,000, right? Even if I'm in poverty, I'm still richer than 80% of the people on the planet, just about. If I put the average household income in Lansing, uh, in, according to the United States uh, Consensus Bureau, it's around $40,000. I did my research, y'all. So if that's you for your family of four, you're in the top 14% of wealth in the United States. In the world, I'm sorry. If you make $100,000 a year, that puts you in the top 3%. I mean, you could Google the website later, play with it. You know, somebody type in the chat, pay attention, rich people. Because I know some of y'all going to the website right now. No, don't do that. Poke somebody next to you. Stay with me, okay? Come on. Here's the point that I'm making, y'all. We're extremely blessed. Many times, we don't even realize it. 
We don't, we don't even know it sometimes. We take it for granted. We got all these resources, but we still feel broke because our culture is always pushing more stuff at us. And because we don't have the more, we often, we hustle. We hustle and we don't help our neighbors because we're trying to get the more. And so again, our resources can be a blessing or they can be a burden. Like the great theologian Biggie Small said, more money, more problems, right? We get more stuff, we gotta work harder to maintain it and continue to level up because we're never satisfied, we always want more, right? Now listen, being rich isn't bad, but it's what we do with it. So although our money can be dangerous, as we see in these verses, we can also see that it's possible to do good and also be rich if we become generous and we become generous um, towards other people and our hope is focused towards God. And if we have the perspective towards material things that um, we own them, they don't own us, right? In this passage, we could see how our blessings don't have to be a burden. They don't. But they can be multiplied blessing to so many other people and we can use them to better love God and to love our neighbors. So four things I want us to look at from these verses. Number one is this, guard against pride. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud. But listen, when we have some resources, sometimes we can get prideful. We live in a world that constantly compares and you can always find somebody that has more than you and you can always find someone that has less than you. And if you get caught up in that, you know what? You can get prideful. And so we can also get this independent vibe and we can feel like we did this. We earned this. We deserve this. We got this. And listen, there's nothing wrong with earning something and working hard and having confidence. But when you take all the credit and you leave God out of the picture, that's when it can become a dangerous thing. Now, the Bible tells us that pride comes before a fall, right? And we've all seen examples of prideful people falling. I'm sure you could list some. Don't put any in the comments right now. Uh, but guard your heart against pride. Second thing we see is this. It tells us to trust in God and not in our money. Now Paul says this, uh, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in, in God, who richly gives us all that we need for our enjoyment. So, how many of you guys ever lost some money? Come on, put in the chat, I did. <laughs> so as quick as it can come in, it can disappear, right? People in the last 10 years have lost all kinds of money in real estate and stocks. They've made millions and some have lost millions. And, and many times when people lose a lot of money that they put all their trust in, their security in, right? You see people like commit suicide, you see them commit crime, you see them fall into deep depression. Um, I'll give you an example from my own life. I can remember back when I first got married. My dad had just made some investments in these stocks called futures. Now they're very risky, but they can be profitable. My dad actually doubled his money two times in like 30 days. And so he convinced me to talk to his broker and invest some of my wedding money. That's all we had. We were young, dumb, and broke. We had a thousand bucks. That was a lot of money to us. Still is today, right? My dad threw in another $1,000, and so we had $2,000 to invest, and we were hoping to double our money in 30 days. And it was this investment in corn. I don't know nothing about corn. I'm a city boy, right? And so I had plans to pay off my debt, um, save some money, invest some more. I had it all planned out. I was trusting in this to be an answer to our financial needs. 
And so, well, the stock went up for a couple weeks, went up over $3,000, almost $3,500. And then it started going back down. The broker was like, just hold on, just wait. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And within a few months, all of it was gone. All of it. Ouch, it hurt. I mean, I have to be reminded that our resources should not be our source of comfort and security, but God should be. Paul talked about this in his second letter to the Corinthians, and he said this in chapter 1, actually starting in verse 3. He said, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father, and He is the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort other people when they're troubled. And we will be able to give them that same comfort that he's given us. So listen, if I trust in my bank account and my stuff for my comfort and my security, it's never going to fully satisfy me. But when we put God as our trust, and when he, he can then comfort us through good times and bad times and through coronavirus and through uh, racial pandemics and all kinds of crazy stuff. And like Paul says, that comfort's not just for us, but it's also so we can comfort our neighbor and show them the love, introduce them to the love of Jesus. And so these verses in Timothy, Paul says, we should put our trust in God who gives us all, all that we need for our enjoyment. Come on, somebody type in all in the comments. Somebody say all out loud if you're with some people right now. And he'll supply everything we need for us to enjoy. God wants us to enjoy things. He wants us to enjoy him. So number three, use our resources to do good and be ready to share. Verse 18, it says this, it says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always be ready to share with those in need. This should be our focus, y'all, an action step of love the city. We're getting ready to do that, y'all. It's coming again. And we want to be good managers of our resources, of our time, our talent, our treasure. We want to learn to be more generous. We want to use our resources to help other people and share the love of Christ. Because here's the real deal, y'all. Christians and churches, they don't always have a good reputation. I thank God that City Life Church, you guys have an amazing reputation in Lansing. It's because you guys have been consistently showing love to your city now for years. People know you guys. They talk about you guys. You bless so many people. Sometimes when I tell people I'm a pastor and they don't know about my church crossover or a church like City Life, man, they give me a look. Or they might even begin to share a story, how they had a bad ex church experience or a bad experience with a Christian. But you know what? Love the city, that can begin to change the narrative. When they see a church showing random acts of kindness with no strings attached, um, God can begin to break down those walls. And barriers can be crushed. And healthy seeds can be planted and bloom into something beautiful, y'all. Listen, the world's culture generally gives love when they get love. But listen, God's culture gives love no matter what. So we don't give to get. We give to give. We're compelled to love. We're compelled to give because God loved us even when we weren't loving back to Him. Even when we weren't lovable, right? And so now it's our honor, it's our privilege to love our neighbors, to go after the one, even if they don't love us back. We're going to show the love of Christ. We're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to plant seeds. And, and we're praying that, man, those seeds that are being planted, they're going to bring a harvest in Jesus' name. Here's the fourth thing, City Life fam, is this. This is the best eternal ROI. The, the best eternal ROI, return on investment. 
This is the best thing we can get with our resources. Verse 19, it says, by doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so they will experience true life. You can invest your money and your resources in all kinds of things here on this earth. But listen, you can't take any of your physical stuff with you when you die. I've never seen uh, a hearse pulling a U-Haul behind it, right? The Pharaohs tried that. didn't work out too well, did it? The best eternal investment that we can make is using our resources uh, to love our neighbor and further God's kingdom, to do good work. Paul here, he says that we're storing up treasure for the future. Jesus says something similar in Matthew chapter 6, 19 uh, through 21, where he says this. He says, don't store up your treasure here on earth where moths can eat them, rust destroys them, and where thieves can break in and steal. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust do not destroy. Thieves cannot break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, um, the desires of your heart will be also. So when we love our neighbors and we love our city, guess what? We're storing up treasure for eternity. The scripture says, even if you give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, guess what? You're going to be remembered you're going to be rewarded. Guys, listen, we're rich. We're blessed with resources. Scripture tells us where much is given, much is required. So listen, City Life fam, I'm counting on you guys. I'm counting, I'm challenging you guys today to use your time, your talent, and your treasure. Use that to love your city, to love your neighbor, to go after that one. So how can you do that in the middle of COVID, in the middle of all this craziness of 2020? Listen, City Life Lansing has been doing this for several years. We've actually been inspired by you guys at Crossover Church with Love Our City Week. Love, you guys call it Love the City Week, and it's coming up. The, the week of Labor Day, it's starting that Monday. You can go and sign up at the website. Best place is citylifelansing.com. Go there and you might say, well, wait a minute, we're gonna do this in the middle of COVID? Yes, we're going to do it in a way that we can social distance and still be safe. We're going to wear masks. We're going to do all the protocols that we need to. People need the love of Jesus now more than ever before. People need some tangible things as well. We're going to be blessing our neighbors with all kinds of things that they actually need. And it's going to be a tangible blessing to them. It's going to change the narrative. They're going to begin to look to God as God's going to supply this need. Right now, there's people in your neighborhood that are praying, God, I need a miracle right now. I need you to show me that you're real. And then guess what? God's going to use you guys as a divine appointment to show up on Love the City Week. And you're going to meet those needs. And you're going to be a blessing. And you're going to show up. And so all this stuff that you have, remember I said it could be a blessing or it could be a burden. But it's only a burden when we hold it for ourselves. But when we pour out of our time, our talent, and our treasure, that's when it becomes a blessing. So I'm challenging you guys, step up, give of your time, give of your talent, and give of your treasure. Because guess what? It's going to take some resources. Here's the good news though, guys. We have it. God's given it to the City Life family. All we have to do is say, God, here it is. Even in the middle of this pandemic, I trust you. And I want to go after the one. I want to love my neighbor. We're going to love the city. And so we have this crazy goal that we're trying to raise $15,000. And you know what? If everybody does their part, we're all at different levels. But if we sacrifice and do our part, whatever that looks like for you and your family, we can easily reach that. And we can make a difference in this year more than ever before. 
City Life fam, I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I can't wait to see the highlight videos and see what you guys do in the next couple of weeks and how you love Lansing even more than ever before. Let me pray for you guys today. Father, I come before you today. Lift up my, my extended family all the way up in Michigan, all the way from Florida. And God, you're connecting us virtually right here online. And God, we thank you for your word. Sometimes it stings a little bit. You reminded us today that we're blessed, that we are rich on a global perspective. We have so much more than so many other people, God. And so like the scripture says, where much is given, much is required. And God, many times we don't feel like we have a lot, and sometimes our stuff can become a burden. God, we don't want it to be a burden. We, we want to use what we have to be a blessing. And so God has loved the city week is coming up. God, this is going to be an opportunity for so many of the City Life family um, to love people and show the love of Jesus, be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Some of them for the first time, they're going to participate and you're going to show up in amazing ways. Other people, God, they've been doing it for years and they're just going to see uh, another miracle happen and they're going to have more stories and more blessings, God. And so, God, I thank you for what you're doing in the city of Lansing uh, through City Life. I pray that this will be just an incredibly blessed week. I pray that there will be plenty of volunteers. There will be plenty of resources as everybody comes together, God, and is obedient to what you have next. So, God, use my family. Use them. Be with Pastor Jerome. Be with Crystal. Be with all the leadership team, God. I love them. I'm praying for them. I believe in them. We're cheering for them all the way down from Tampa. We pray for blessings upon them today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. I love y'all. Wow, that was so awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Tommy, for that message. Um, I don't know about you, but it felt good to hear that I was rich, right? <laughs> but seriously, like, it's so convicting at the same time to just kind of ask myself, like, okay, how am I spending my finances? Um, and we have the, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to partner together and love the city one life at a time during Love the City Week. I mean, we do it all the time anyways, but we just love this opportunity that we take a week to go and love on different people. Let them know that they belong. Let them know that they do have purpose and that they're loved by someone. All right. So if you would like to give to Love the City Week, Please do that. We have a tab on our website for that. Again, the Love the City giving is totally separate from um, the tithes and offering. And so, as always, the more that we have, the more we can do. And so if you would like to give, just pray, ask God, Lord, what do you want me to give? Um, and go ahead and do that. Again, website, and I'm sure we'll have some emails coming out for you to be reminded and to, um, to know how you can give. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you again for joining us group start this week so join one okay and if you would like to join a group of people of 10 or less during um, sunday service you can do that too sign up online again thank you so much have a wonderful week and we will be back here again next sunday 10 and 11 30 woo woo see you later Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.